We'll just give it a minute. Let things just settle out. Let the stream go on. Let things just settle. Should I go ahead and post like that we're actually streaming on Twitter? Yeah, go for it. All right, cool. Let me see where... Well, it's gonna do a big fat everyone ping us once it happens. Until we can start, basically. Sweet. Yeah. Oh. Oh, was my phone. God, but where's the ping? Do it. Not me and not knowing how to. Oh, there's the button. Nice. I'm so smart. But do something. I swear this bot is like weirdly delayed when it comes to announcing the streamers live and stuff. Understandable. A little shit, him. There we go. There I it is. It. <laughs> okay, deal. Okay, switching scenes to streaming. Okay. Well, we are officially live with the We're Only Human podcast. This is the pilot episode, episode one for one. And yes, as you are aware, I am Lona66, Lona George. As you guys know, we have known this channel for six years now, five years, something like that. But yeah, I figured I might as well put out a podcast because I figured I have an interesting story to put out. And yeah, simple as that. And, join, and joining me will be the co-host for Alex or Sigil. Take a pick. Wait, what? For Alex or Sigil? What do you want me to call you? Oh, I don't care either way. You can call me either one, Alex or Sigil. Okay, well, join me. Joining me is Alex the Sigil. Say hi, Alex. Hello, everybody. Hello, Deuter. Hello, BT. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, so to start this off with the podcast, we are going to be introducing ourselves. We're going to give ourselves a little bit of a backstory, and if we have time, we're going to introduce how we met each other. And yeah. Like I said, you guys know me. I have been on. Twitch and Discord for about four and a half years now, and yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting story. I've moderated for like nine Twitch channels, which was got me to the Battlefront server. I'll get to that one episode, but it's gonna be a lot of drama. Probably should skip that, but I'm probably not going to. But yeah, so as a as a kid, as a kid growing up, I had two parents, simple simple family. I had a yeah my twin sister, mom and dad. Born in North Carolina, simple as that. And I would say around second grade. Actually, I want to say like maybe like, I don't know when exactly it started, but around second grade, I was on studying medication. Or I don't know what exactly what it's called. I guess you could call it study medicine because as as a kid, I would always be like really hyperactive, not really able to focus, always focusing on different things, different things, always be distracted. And yeah, I guess I just really jumbled up. And whenever I had the medicine, 
I would be able to focus and I would have really good grades. The only cost was that, the only, the only downfall with that would be what my parents described me to be as a zombie. Yeah, that's what you could say. I was practically a zombie. I didn't really have any emotions. I was basically an anti-social nut. Not really doing anything special. And yeah, then eventually after that, uh, let's say I took me off the medicine around fifth grade because obviously I need to have my own life. I need to have my own social skills and everything like that. But of course, when they took me off the medicine, I basically had shitty grades because my grades falling because I wasn't able to forever focus on my homework. And it was when I somehow got through fifth grade, my parents decided to put me through trilogy school. It is a school meant for, it's, a, it's basically a school meant for people with learning disabilities. Yeah, it's a school meant for people with learning disabilities. It, you would think you would have like a lot of focus on people like that because, uh, and you'd think the class, would be, the class would be really good because there were only like four or five people per classroom. So obviously there'd be a lot of tension, a lot of focus on us. However, uh, a little bit of a plot twist, uh, cut to halfway through sixth grade in January, my parents got a divorce. Parents got a divorce because one had an affair, rather than explain who did who, like that, but yeah, and, and then after that, obviously my parents split up, everything like that, and I had to deal with, uh, I had to deal with going back and forth with my parents, everything like that, with my dad, back and forth with my mom and dad, and stuff like that. Also, I'm gonna have to fix that chat later. I'll be, that'll be annoying, but yeah. But yeah, so. Also, funny thing. Not really funny, but in sixth grade, I had to deal with a bunch of bullies, too. Like, not exactly bullies, I'd say. Because there wasn't any fights. Not not yet. Not yet. But let's say that there was like a tetherball stand outside. Outside. We would always like to play with that. We would always like to mess around with it. Yeah, me too, Deuter. I hate bullies as well. Whenever we would play tetherball, they would show up and they say, hey, you, fuck off, give us the tetherball and stuff like that, so, you know, we would have to find somewhere else to play. And it wasn't anything that bad at, at right then and there. But the also, the other part is that it's interesting. It's a school meant for teachers. It's school with teachers meant to teach kids how to study with mental disabilities, you know? And yet, uh, for some reason, those teachers are practically bullies themselves because... They couldn't ever grasp the concept that some of us had trouble learning. So they basically treated us like shit the entire time. You would think that a school for people with learning disabilities would be able to cater to people with learning disabilities. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And like, it was weird because I was in a weird position to where I didn't know where I wanted to be. I didn't know if I wanted to be at school or if I didn't know what I wanted to be with my parents because at the same time, there was a whole mess with the divorce. Parents were really unhappy. With each other and with us, me and my sister. So it was weird. I was like caught in a little middle ground because I didn't know if I wanted to be at a school with bullies or if I wanted to be in a place with uh, a place with with like angry, constantly angry and depressed parents. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then I'd say, let me think. Cut to about uh, eighth grade. Cut to eighth grade. There was this one guy. J this is one guy, Jacob, I'm not gonna say the last name for obvious reasons, that'd be doxing and stuff like that. He was a special fellow, he I'm not gonna describe anything to you. This isn't anything in SFW, but he basically like really he was just, he was a sadistic person towards squirrel corpses. 
long story about that. And basically, he would always threaten anybody he could find. He would always want to be giving me death threats around 8th grade. And then one day we got a gaming truck. One day we got a gaming truck and we played the game. We played Smash Bros, Minecraft, a couple stuff like that. And then after that, out of nowhere, he just walked up to me and he punched me in the crotch. And Ouch. yes, so when that happened, I grabbed him by the shoulder and I basically like ran my fist through his lip, through his jaw, and I basically busted his, and I busted his lip. And it's interesting because like at the start, I want to say in sixth grade, of course, I know I talked about me being really bad at focusing attention stuff like that, but I was I still really cared about my classes. But it got to the point where I'd. I had to be, I was in an environment where I had to focus more on the bullying rather than the actual education because I wasn't in, in health, I wasn't in a healthy environment. Yeah. And then, and I'm trying to think, so yeah, cut back to 8th grade, that's when I started to realize I need to, I can't really focus on classes right now, I need to focus on the fact that there's a lot of people here being bullied, everything like that. And because of that, I decided to join the student council. Of course, didn't do shit because the class, the teacher there, teachers there didn't care. And eventually I got fired because as a kid, I thought it'd be funny to put a little Facebook post saying, don't come here. There's a lot of bullies and shit. I would have done the same thing, though. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. And then, yeah, after that, let's say cut to ninth grade. Yeah, cut to ninth grade. I went to New Life Camp. It's basically a homeschool. Yeah, it's basically a homeschool. Where what you do is well, not exactly homeschool. You go to the, you go to this one little campus and you hang out there for like one day, one day a week. They give you your assignments, everything like that. Then you go home, you do them at home, and everything like that. And then eventually, you would come back and then you'd submit your assignments. Of course, I had trouble with that because I need somebody to help me be able to focus, and I'm not able to like do stuff on my own. So. Basically, my grades were slipping up, falling behind, and everything like that, and it got to the point where... Let me think. Was it ninth grade? Yeah, then 10th grade. Yeah, it was 10th grade. I was moved to Heritage High School. That was a public school, and I would say that was my first actual, first ever actual interaction with public school. And 10th grade, and I want to say that got even worse because the classes there, they're all so rowdy and everything like that, to the point where I could never focus on my classes either. It was still interesting. I had a couple of stories there I can get to later. But yeah, and then I would say cut to 11th grade. My parents decided to put me through online school. And I'm glad I got through online classes now because, one, I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to drive for 45 minutes just to get to classes to start at like 7.20 a.m., you know? And yes, I'm not a morning person. Definitely not a morning person. <laughs> Never gonna be a morning person. Not unless you buy me coffee. Okay, we can discuss it then. <laughs> but yeah, and then... But yeah, I was put in Enlightium Christian Academy. Love love the classes. Good stuff. Absolutely do love that as a high school. It was perfect online because things for me. It's not to the point where I... But of course I did have to... Of course it got to the point where I would still have trouble focusing. But I would have everything set up for me, everything there, and all I would need is a screen and like a notebook just to write stuff down. And then eventually I grad, and then eventually I graduated. I graduated in the twelfth grade. But here's the thing, though, I would say 
near the end of my 11th grade and beginning of my 12th grade, that's when my friend Scott, he was getting married, and I needed a ride because, fun fact, I don't have a license or a car. Yeah, you can talk shit about me if you want to for that, but I don't really care. But yeah, and I needed a ride because this guy's one of my best friends and I want to see him get married. Then, funny enough, my mom, at the moment, she lived like five minutes away from the church. So my mom, she, would, she took me to the church on Sunday. Sunday, that was the day of the wedding. And I talked to some of the friends, some of my friends there. And lucky, luckily enough, there's one guy named Moshe. He was part of the technical crew. Yeah, he was part of the technical crew. And then I managed to talk to him. He then he gave me a ride to the wedding. We went there. And then at the wedding, I met... At the time, what would be my girlfriend as well as my former fiance. I'm going to explain the whole relationship thing in another episode. I'm going to I'll get back to that later. But yeah, then after that, eventually, eventually we broke up and everything like that. And currently, my and currently it was her idea. Actually, I I bless her for this. It was her idea. She decided to have me apply for a Harris Teeter, which, as people know people don't know, is a supermarket based in the southeast in the southeast region of the United States. When I started yeah. there, I was in the Dairy Frozen department. However, with the college I was currently in, Western Carolina, they had me do quizzes on the weekends. But unfortunately, the thing is, that was basically gave me a very shitty work schedule, and when I talked to one of the store managers about it, he said he didn't know what to do. He probably gave me like you'd only give me like maybe one to two hour, one to two days a week, which obviously, as you know, that's that's barely nothing. That's barely anything. Yeah. And that's when he got the idea. The old geezer himself. He decided, what if he had me work in a different department whenever I needed those extra hours? And at that point, it led to me working grocery as well as the meat. Meat and seafood department. All the thing is, I didn't work meat and seafood at the time. I only did, I think, I only actually did just case meats. That's like prepackaged bacon, sausages, hot dogs, everything like that. I just pack them on the shelf. Simple as that. Yeah. And then, and then eventually, the once the pandemic hit, yeah, once the pandemic hit, they transferred me to the produce department. And then I learned everything about produce and everything like that. Everything similar about watermelons, cantaloupes, green beans, you name it, everything like that. And then for about like a month and a half, I was in the meat department. I would say the meat department was my favorite ex favorite experience, Paris Teeter of all time. Amazing people, really nice people. That's the nicest manager I've ever had. And now I'm currently in produce because they're understaffed as hell, and the meat department's got plenty of people there, so they don't need someone like me. And yeah. And then I'll basically just in produce for the entire pandemic and whenever they need me to transfer somewhere else, that's what I'll that's what I'll transfer. So at the moment I've been through five different departments. Dairy frozen, meat and seafood, produce. Oh yeah, I was even floral for like a week. That's balloons and flowers. And grocery. Yeah, five departments and And yeah, we're basically all caught up now. Of course I missed a couple details, but yeah, that's basically me. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Interesting story. So I guess now it's time for me to introduce myself. I mean, you don't have to. You can just do silent if you want to. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, I am Alex or Sigil. Some A lot of people call me Sigil online. Um, and I, my, I also have a twin sister, fun fact. Um, me Twinsies. and Lonan are both twins. <laughs> and... 
Let's see. Growing up, uh, my parents were separated when I was four, so I kind of grew up like from the from a very young age with both parents being in different houses and stuff. Um, and well, my dad set our house on fire. That was fun. Um, I like to joke that that was the reason my parents divorced, even though I'm pretty sure it's not actually the reason that my parents divorced. Uh, and I also like to joke that it was my sister's fault because of how the fire started, but that's a minor detail. Um, basically, uh, we grew up moving around a lot. So like, we lived in the same state for my entire, basically my entire life, but we moved around a lot in different like cities of that state and all that, um, which is South Carolina. Uh, so then um, school was also difficult for me because another uh, twinsies moment is that I also had uh, a hard time following in school. Um, I do have a couple of learning disabilities um, and uh, I am also on the autism spectrum. So that's always fun. And I was a very awkward child, so I got bullied a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And it didn't help that I was a twin, because for some reason, like, you would think that people would be fascinated at the fact that I was a twin, but really they were just jealous and they'd bully me for it. So, yeah. Um, they made a lot of uh, twin tower jokes, which wasn't really nice. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. And then there was that one time on the bus that someone hit me in the head with a soccer ball. Ow. Um, but yeah, and like, I, like, growing up, I just felt like I never really belonged. But, uh, you know, whether it be at school or whether it be at home or even like at church or whatever, um, I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. So, uh, that was always fun. But, um, I also, as a kid, I was very stubborn, I guess. I was very adamant that I wanted to be some sort of artist, something with creativity, whether it be an author or a painter or uh, a graphic designer, fashion designer, whatever it was. Like, I always wanted to have something to do with some artistic or creative uh, endeavor. And I was always spouting off all of those ideas to anybody who would listen, or even people who weren't listening. Um, and in high school, it wasn't until high school that I actually started kind of feeling like I belonged. Obviously, I still felt like an outcast, but I started actually making more friends in high school. Um, and that was kind of also due to the fact that I moved schools, and the school that I moved to was smaller. So it wasn't as overwhelming to me. Um, and I was urged to join like clubs and stuff in school as well once I got to the new high school. So I ended up joining the video club um, because they didn't have a photography club. And at the time I was obsessed with cameras. So I joined the video club. Um, 
the video club was nice because they were very welcoming to anyone um they didn't really make me feel like i didn't belong there everybody was different there were people who had anger issues there were people who were considered uh there were people who were considered weebs and nerds and other people who were considered jocks and it kind of was a place for anybody to go and feel like they belonged whether they were different or not different. Everybody was different. So I really enjoyed that and uh, I realized that I wanted to have to do with videos and stuff like that whenever I got there because for the longest time I didn't know what type of art I wanted to do and then I started realizing that I'm really good at writing like scripts and stuff and I'm really good at editing or I was really good at editing videos I've been out of practice for a while but I enjoyed it um then in my senior year of high school we won the quest competition which was a local competition and we won the film. Um, sorry, the screen cut out. Uh, You're good. The we won the film division for the quest competition. We won first place, and that was like the only accomplishment that I'd ever made in my life. So I was really proud of that. Kind of cried a little bit at the at the um, competition. I'm proud of you. Thanks, I appreciate that. Um, and then after that, like after I graduated, it kind of went like really downhill. Uh, I didn't get along with my dad and I was living with him and my stepmom at the time. And my mom had moved to California with my twin sister. So I didn't even really see my twin sister for like all of my senior year at all. Uh, it's kind of like the parent trap, but except for the fact that we knew we were twins. Mm -hmm. so yeah uh i tried joining the army mm -hmm. that didn't go so well because i have asthma <laughs> ouch yeah that, that's um, something yeah so they sent me home i got all the way till like the last week of basic training and then they decided to send me home because i had my very first asthma attack mm -hmm. uh and then after that i got in another fight with my dad moved out Got into some a couple of bad relationships, but we'll go into more detail uh, in other episodes. And I moved to California for like a month or two with my sister. And then I moved to Pennsylvania for like a month to live with my Grammy. And then I went back to South Carolina. Um, stayed there for, I want to say, a year and a half or two years. And then moved again to uh, Wisconsin, of all places. I don't know why I moved here, but I'm glad that I did. Um, and here I am. Lovely story. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Dude, at the <laughs> bottom left, that will be any stream. That will be any stream. Stream alerts. Let's say somebody hosted the stream, donated, subscribed, cheered, anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I got let me. See. I got a streaming setup right now. This big one that's for that's for like a, a big window sphere or something like that. And this one right here, bottom left box is for. Yeah, you know, the bottom like left box is for anything that I'm going to 
But yeah, anything that's gonna pop on uh, pop up on stream, such as a host or a subscription, stuff like that. So yeah, basically. Yeah, there you go, Duder. All right, Alex. I'm thinking you and I can introduce the part where we met each other. I guess you could say. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Do you want to do the hard? Do you want to do the heavy job? Or do you want me to? Um, I'm kind of interested to see how you describe it. We could probably both tell like our separate stories. Okay. Our little. Yeah. Uh, you remember which campus we went to first? Or, I'm trying to remember which. I'm sure you probably went to a campus. I probably went to one of the campuses before me, but I'm trying to remember which was my first one was. I'm not sure. I remember my first one was Myrtle Beach. My sister went to that one. I did not go to that one. So I met, yeah, I met your sister before I met you, and I didn't even know that she was a twin. Mm-hmm. Also, BT, if there's gonna be fucking some fucking Mogus play gameplay on my bottom left, for some reason, I'm banning you. So no warning, alright? Okay, so let me think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember during camp, yeah. I believe the first one I went to, it was a very, I remember it was very humid and it was, there were a lot of mosquitoes in that place and it was a lot of fog. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that was. But yeah, so a little context, around this time-ish, maybe like around the end of July, it's usually mm -hmm. around the end of July, right? Yeah, end it was July, usually in July. It was usually July, I don't think it was, well maybe it was in August like once. Yeah, I want to say it was like it was at the end of end of July or beginning of August. Uh, but yeah, every year my church or the church that I used to go to has a basically has like a little camp retreat. It's like a little competition thing that we got going on to where we're going to compete in all sorts of games, skits, uh, relay races, anything that you can imagine, stuff like that. And whoever would win, and whoever would win, would be able to take the trophy home, or at least their team would. Mm -hmm. And. I remember my I remember my first camp uh, at the place that I was talking about. I don't remember exactly where it was, but we were we were basically we, uh, so in order to have like I'd say a decent number of people, what we we do is we would merge that event with another church, and uh, that was including Alex's church. Yeah, that was Alex's church, and yeah, and then it basically be like a little merger team, mixed teams of my church and her church and stuff like that. And her and I never really interacted with each other. Were you on my team or is that your sister? I think that was my sister. I'm not into I think, yeah, that was my sister that was on your team. What was his name? Merp? Meep? Merp? Like that? Merp? Meep? I don't know. Hey, right, Kozik, you take care, man. Hey, Lobster. But yeah, remember, that, wait, that, was, that, was a, that was a different, that was a different location, I think, but yeah. Was that the year that they had, like, that, um... That weird orange ball thing. Yep, had, yep, like, and mine face. was mine was green. So I think that my sister's her team had the orange one. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember which color mine was. I remember for a fact that mine was green. Good times. Bus greens of every color, as some people are know. I have horrible memory, so I genuinely don't remember which team I was on. <laughs> That's or fair. the uh thing the color but um i remember one of the teams one year was called strong bearded women yes that was my team that was my team yeah that I was remember. not my team <laughs> good times i remember yeah. we even had a little skit act yeah i act like this big old brute i like like puff my chest up i like <laughs> all straight <laughs> on my back and everything like that ah good yeah. times good times i think your sister was on my team 
Yeah, I'm sure she was. She had the she had the best music video. We did ours to uh, what was it called? Mine was Save a Justin Bieber song. Yeah, oh, yeah, Saving uh, Sound. Yeah, that was it. That was that was the winner with uh, we did my like sis- a little music video. Yeah, that was with my sister and Brayden Long. Yeah, I remember that, and uh, also Brandon was. On yes, our Brandon. Game. I remember Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically how we met. We were basically just. Uh, we never really interacted with each other personally. We were just both like part of the same community or group, but not exactly the same team, you'd say. Yeah, and we like we knew each other. We had like our social medias and stuff, but we didn't actually really talk to each other until more recently. Mm-hmm. Lobster, right now we're trying to explain how Alex and I, Alex and I, basically met. In case you weren't in context. <laughs> um. But yeah, I remember when I first got my. Oh yeah, <laughs> if Danny's in chat, fuck you, Danny. If you get get shit reported, okay, I'm gonna blame you specifically, Danny. Okay, so I remember when I first got into Twitter. Actually, a funny thing about my Twitter account. This is my third Twitter account actually, because, uh, and that would be because my first two Twitter accounts, uh, those would get hacked, so I would just deactivate those because, as a kid, I'd never understand. For some reason, whenever you sync your contacts to some stuff, some applications. Everything gets all fucky and you get hacked more easily, something like that. Maybe that's just me thinking like that, but that's what happened to me. So I created my third Twitter account. Uh, I walk alone in road, and as you can see, I have my little social here that's crossed out. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I basically I got into Twitter. I started getting really addicted to it, and then I saw that I'm trying to remember how I saw that you, your, I'm trying to remember how I saw your channel, Alex, or your account. But Wait, I just remember I, I'm trying to figure out how I saw exactly your account on Twitter at the moment. Oh, I think I started following you just like randomly. Yeah, yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, and then I followed you back, and then I saw every now and then your tweets, and I actually agree with plenty of your tweets. I figured I just DM you saying, "Hey, do you remember me?" and everything like that. And yeah, then yeah. then her and I we started catching up, and then I got her, and then I got her number, and we basically said, "Hey, what if we started a podcast together?" And here we are. Yeah, we would joke around a lot about depressing things. Kind of a. Like a coping mechanism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lobster, I'm going to try and get every up episode uploaded by Monday if we're going to try and do a weekly recording on Sunday. That's what I'm thinking. But yes, I remember I joked around with Alex saying that we're by buddies with depression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I joked around a lot about taking baths with a toaster. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't recommend that, but it's a good joke. Definitely don't recommend that uh. at all, whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Lobster, I'm working on my. I work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so that's not a good time at all for the binge, if that's what you're referring to. Okay, let's see. Good other topic. Okay, so here's a funny thing. So I'm gonna go back on the little intro part. This was. Uh, I'm trying to remember when exactly this this was. This was around like maybe like ninth or tenth grade I want to say maybe 10th grade ish yeah you know it was around 10th grade uh, my dad got remarried my dad got remarried to this one woman who is still my stepmom to this day but she's basically like this total fucking bitch like I remember a while ago there was an active shooter situation in a gay bar in Florida I think it was you remember that Alex do you remember hearing about that 
Um, I'm not entirely sure if I remember. I mean, I've heard a lot about a lot of different active shooters. Yes, because we're in America. But yeah, yeah, it was the, I believe at the time it was known as the worst shooters incident of all time. Basically, this one, this one guy walked into a gay bar and he, sh and he basically shot up the place, killing a large number of people. And here's the, here's the weird part, okay? My stepmom, to this day, she still believes that that shooter was trained by the government to shoot up the place. I'll never understand why? her. That's what I want to know, Alex. I would love to know why she thought that. Interesting. Yeah, she believes all sorts of all sorts of weird conspiracies, theories, and stuff like that. Like another random story. I remember. Oh yeah, I'm willing to bet about microchip stuff, lobster. I'm willing to bet that too. But yeah, I remember one time. My dad. So my dad and her and me have a group chat. She, my dad, put into this message. So Selena Gomez, she has some sort of disease. I don't know exactly what it was about. And she needed a, she needed a kidney donation, kidney transplant, something like that, or some sort of thing. I heard and, about that, yeah. Yeah, and her best friend was willing to do it, and my stepmom, she was convinced that it was some sort of Hollywood ritual. So it's supposed to Hollywood ritual? Yeah, because apparently rituals are a daily thing in Hollywood. Interesting. Like a, like an evil ritual type thing? Like, did she probably. think it was like witchcraft? Probably. Yeah, something like that. I would assume so. I swear, witchcraft is highly misunderstood. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, basically, she was a, she was a she was a great she was a right fucking bitch. And like, I remember this one time when my sister got her license, my sister agreed to the stepmom that I'll I'll help out pay for the car. <laughs> Dude, I swear you and you and Sephiroth, man. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, my sister she would pay for she would help pay for my stepmom's car in order for her to use it, and then one day. One day, out of nowhere, the stepmom, she just wakes up screaming, and then she starts yelling at my sister, saying that you need to pay her more money, and that you're never going to use the car again. And fun fact, my dad didn't do a damn thing about it, for some reason. Wow. Yep. Oh, lobster. That. I agree, that is the only way to talk about a cow. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she was an absolute, she was a total bitch, there's a lot more stuff I can talk to, talk about, but yeah. Later, I would say, around... I'm trying to remember when exactly this happened. This would be like this was uh September 2020. September 2020, something like that. To where my dad and stepmother were no longer happy with each other. But of course, he didn't want to ever end it with her because he would have been known as the guy who got a who got divorced twice. And you know, nobody wants to be that nobody wants to be that guy. But it yeah. got to the point where she just decided that she wasn't interested and she just left him. And now she's in Virginia living in a trailer that's covered in cat shit. So, good for you. Sounds glad like you. a grand old time. Yes, I'm glad she's not here anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Unfortunately, I don't get that uh, luxury with mine. Mm. My sympathies. But yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I knew my stepmom for, what, like seven years? Six years, something like that, I want to say? Yeah, I want to say I want to say it's fitting because it was it was around the time I started I started the whole Twitch Discord shebang. My dad got remarried around when I was I want to say seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Um, we never really got the chance to meet her when he first got married because my mom didn't want us uh around them. Um, but my stepmom is also the iconic evil stepmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
without going into too much detail, um, my step-sibling, particularly the youngest, was very spoiled. Uh-huh. And we had to share a room with her, and it was five girls in one room. Oh, ouch. Um, and basically, whatever my stepsister said went. Mm-hmm. Because my stepmom just always took her side. Mm-hmm. Um, and my... Um, my stepmom kind she was more so like the quiet, like she'd kind of stand by and just do nothing in a lot of situations, but, um, we never really got along. We never really agreed and I never really was close to her and she would always take my dad's side in everything and my dad would always take her side in everything. Mm-hmm. And then one day she slapped me across the face because she thought that I threw her blender, but in actuality, I was trying to clean her blender and it slipped out of my hands and fell into the sink. Uh Uh-huh. So she came and slapped me. So, um, so yeah, now I just don't really talk to her. That sounds like a good idea. But she's still around. Mm -hmm. I can't avoid her. (laughs) But yeah, my stepmom, when she was a child, she had an abusive mother, and it basically led her to being bulimic because for them, for them, I'm assuming this is what my that's why I thought it was about uh, developing yourself in order to have the perfect physiology for a man. Basically, you gotta look pretty oh. to get a man, and it led to her just having all sorts of food problems. Whenever we would get Chinese food or anything like that, we would need to eat it within like literally a day after getting it or even the night we got it. Otherwise, she's going to eat it and then she's going to she would throw it up later after that. Oof. And of course, you know, I'm not going to blame her for anything like that. But it got to the point where she wouldn't ever talk to us about it. She would just she would basically sneak in under our noses and basically just like wreck house, you could say. Yeah. And she was also a very, and I mean, very large alcoholic. And it got to the point where, it got to the point where she would be drunk most nights. She would be blaring her music. Be blaring her. Oh yeah, fun. Also, funny thing, my stepmother and dad weren't able to sleep sleep together because my dad he likes to stay up. He likes to stay up doing work until like three a.m. And she mm-hmm. goes to bed at like seven p.m. That so sounds like they didn't even really like have any. I don't know how I don't know how to explain it. It just sounds like they didn't even really have anything in common. Oh no, no, they didn't. They definitely didn't. Basically, from what I understand, my bad. My dad basically convinced, or my she basically thought that my dad was rich, so they got married. Also, fun fact: they got married within two months of knowing each other, which you know, I don't exactly recommend that, even though I've never been married myself, because you know that doesn't seem that smart to me. My dad and stepmom, I'm not entirely sure how long they knew each other before they got married, but they did get married pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they met online, which was also kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I want to say... My stepmom is more of like an enabler for my dad because my dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And, like, she didn't really, like, she would just, like, let him because she felt like, I well, I can't assume that that's how she felt, but I feel like it was because she felt like it was easier. Mm-hmm. It was the reverse for me and for my dad and my stepmom. 
she'd be the alcoholic and she would always want us to basically change our lives just to fit just to fit her needs and he would basically be an enabler letting her do whatever she wanted even when it personally affected him to the point where he literally just let let her do whatever she wanted ah uh. yeah that's always fun yeah but yeah so like what do you think yes camera yeah, but yeah my stream my streaming room my streaming room is actually used to be her bedroom because like when when we were when my sister and I were kids when we had this house this big room up here there'll be the playroom and then eventually when my dad and stepmom decided to get different rooms she took the playroom and her room was right next to me and she used to be a DJ so she's used to loud blaring music and half time she'll be blaring music literally right next to right next to the I'd right next to my room actually really annoying Especially when I'm actually like trying to watch TV or play a game or something like that, do my homework or even have a live stream. My dad used to do that to me whenever I was trying to sleep. Because he, he likes to blare his music really loud and his office was right next to my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the walls didn't really, they weren't like insulated very well so you could hear everything. Yep. And he would turn his music up really loud. Mm -hmm. And I would have to text him and be like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. More respectfully, though, maybe. I swear, Lobster, you you and your punctuality is shit. You know what? This is Alex, also known as Sigil. <laughs> she is the host, and she is the co-host to the podcast "We're Only Human," a podcast. Hello, nice to meet you. But yeah, oh yeah. Also, okay, so. Alright, I'm gonna cut back. I'm gonna go back a bit. I'm going to explain my intro to Twitch and Discord then. You cool with that? Alright. Okay, so yeah, cut back six years ago. This was around the time my dad and stepmom got married, and I'm trying to remember. No, I remember. I think I remember. I was watching a Markiplier live stream on YouTube, and I saw that he was playing. Jackbox.tv, and I thought the game was really interesting because I would try and join the audience and stuff like that. Yeah, I would try and join the audience and stuff like that, but obviously I couldn't. Right? I, it's not that I couldn't, it's just I wanted to actually be a partic participant myself. As Oh yeah, and also my friend Will. I don't know if you remember Will. Do you remember Will? Uh, who, me? Yeah, he was, he, he, was, he was part of camp for... He still goes to camp right now, right now and I think I like that. Uh, I remember... He was a big guy. He was mostly really energetic, huge personality, good dancer. I think so. That's good if you don't. But yeah, he had Jackbox TV at his place. We would play it all the time on his Xbox. And I wanted to play Jackbox that one day, so I figured I figured I could I could try and look up and see if somebody's live streaming Jackbox. Then I saw that it's all over Twitch. And then... I hopped onto Twitch TV and I saw that some people were playing Jackbox.tv, including this one guy named TripodGG. That is the first Twitch channel that I ever became interested in on Twitch, and it led me down the rabbit hole to where I am now because one day I wanted to play Jackbox on, with him again, so I went to his channel, but I saw that somebody else's live stream was playing on his channel. Little did I know that's what's called a host. So I opened up this one guy's stream. You know, fuck, I'm going to call the guy up. His name was Anystrom Anystrom Zero, I think. Anystrom Zero One, maybe something like that. 
But yeah, he was pretty cool, and he was interesting, and I remember he was playing Until Dawn, because he absolutely loved that game. He even wrote, like, gold paper about it, trying to get a PhD out of that, but it failed. And, uh, and I remember one day, he DM'd me asking me if I wanted to be a moderator on the channel. And I said, I have no idea what moderation is about, anything like that. He says, it's pretty easy, you'll get the hang of it. And then, eventually, I decided that I'm going to go ahead and be a moderator for that channel. And eventually, I became such a useful person that I ended up moderating for nine other channels. Extra details on that, but yeah, then... Eventually, basically, it's like this whole networking thing. Not a PhD in Jackbox, a PhD in Until Dawn BT. <laughs> but yeah. I'll make a little yes lobster, but yeah, it also it got to the point where the guy could the guy could have potentially in like let's say two years from now from his current streaming standpoint he could have easily been a partner on Twitch honestly if you ask me, and he he basically found this one girl who also streams that actually lives pretty close to him her name is Sushi Geisha, and they basically eventually they got engaged with each other but the thing is what she likes to do is she likes to have little guests on the side for her stream. To where they're not actually be running the stream themselves, she's gonna run the stream, but she'll just have someone guest on the side. And it got to the point where, you know, all of us made several different donations of money and subscriptions, bits, everything like that to his channel. And he just decided to just shut down the channel one day and said, Hey guys, I'm not really interested in streaming anymore. Goodbye. He basically dumped us all like chopped liver, basically, just to be on her stream so he doesn't have to do any work. And then, funny enough, she cut her stream too. Damn. Like, you put so much dedication and effort to this one guy's channel, and then one day he's just gonna dump you all like hot shit like he never even existed. Oof. Yeah. And of course, there are other channels, like, for example, Mooful. You guys might know Mooful on the server. Love the guy, he's absolutely amazing, you should definitely check him out when he's streaming, he's an EU streamer. And yeah, then a bunch of channels after that, and then eventually one day I decided to start up my own server, my own Discord server, because I thought Discord was really interesting at the time, and then eventually I figured, fuck it, why not try start my own Twitch channel? So I started my own Twitch channel, and then here we are. And you've come a long way. Yes, a long way. And yes, there are plenty more stories to tell. I don't want to put them all, I don't want to put all the juice beats into one bit, because I want as much detail for each of those stories as I can. And yes, and as you can see now, I am doing a podcast, because I figured... With all the stories that I have to tell you guys on Twitch, why not, why not record them? Why not make a little segment about them and stuff? So Alex, what got you into Discord? What got me into Discord? One of my friends actually, at the time, made me get Discord to join a server that he was in. Mm -hmm. But then I ended up not being his friend after a while, so I ended up not really like using it for a while. Mm -hmm. But then I re-downloaded it because um, I was in a community on Amino. I'm not sure if you know what Amino is, but um, basically I was in an Amino community, which... Uh, I ended up becoming a leader for, and so they also had a Discord server, which I was a moderator of, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what got me back into Discord, and now my, I primarily just use Discord to play D&D with my friends. Mm, nice. I'm not really in, like, a ton of servers, 
I'm mm-hmm. in your server and I'm in my friend's D&D server. And that's about it. Nice. Alright, I'm trying to think of uh, a topic for that's going to go along the little intro bit. Okay, I remember back in, so like I said, back in middle school, I was very focused on education until it got to the point where I had to deal with the emotional stress of having bullies at school as well as having my parents divorce. Because again, that was like an entirely new world for me. I had to adjust everything like that. It was crazy and a bunch of bullshit. And I remember, yeah, I remember there was this one guy named Walston. He had like huge redneck accent. Like, it's funny, I remember him, Jacob, not the Jacob I talked about, but he was a friend of mine, and there was another Jacob. It's funny, we would all basically, or, it's interesting because that's basically where I learned, that's where I first got into politics. Not a good start, mind you, not a good start, because basically, that's where, again, I'm not going to say that I'm like this now, but back then, that's where I basically learned to hate Obama, to hate being a Democrat and everything like that, and see to think that Republican is the way of life and the true way of life and everything like that. Like it's yeah. interesting because like it was just a middle school, and yet it was a very and I mean very politically based middle school. And it's interesting. It's basically like two really heavy Republicans, which is like me and my friend, and this other friend. His name was Hill, who was a really large Democrat. And like it's interesting because at the same time, like. Again, I was never really taught politics as a kid. I only learned about it around the time of the Clinton-Trump election, I'd say. But it's interesting. It's interesting because I basically, like, learned... Well, I don't want to say it's interesting. It was rather messed up. I basically, like, learned a very heavy bias uh, in middle school at the point where whenever I thought about Obama, I already thought of him as the devil because that's what all my all my Christian friends would basically, like, stay around me and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I remember how church was and how everyone made me believe things and... Oof. Yep. Not to say that church is bad, but I will say that church kind of formed a lot of uh, negative opinions inside of me and I'm Mm -hmm. glad that I don't have those opinions anymore. Like, here's a random thing, okay? So I remember... Okay, so a little context. I would say, I don't know exactly when this was, but uh, once a year, or every like two years or so, I'm trying to what the exact name of the event was, but uh, a bunch of a bunch of people who, who signed up for it would get into a bunch of vans, and then we would drive off to the church up in Canada, in Toronto. Absolutely love the trip, and I remember one point, uh, one of the people who were speaking, she recommended the movie God's Not Dead, and she also recommended the movie. She, you know, she said she strongly I, did not recommend the movie Noah. But here's the thing that I was a little upset about. Here's the thing that I was upset about. Of course, like thing is like I don't. I enjoyed the movie Noah, but not from a bi- biblical standpoint. It's the point of I guess you could say creative freedom as well as an interesting perspective because at the same time, it's something different. It's a nice little interesting. It's a nice little interesting thought in the story because from what we only know about Noah and the Ark, we only know it from the Bible. What if there are, what if there are extra details? What if stuff we didn't even know about it? And 
what's the harm in somebody putting and somebody putting their own little creative spin on it you know what i mean yeah because like of course like at some time people people would view that as an educational movie or a, a miseducational movie because it's about a religious story but sometimes i just view it as an interesting story in general just because somebody wanted to put a different perspective on it yeah and like that's one thing that i had a big problem with with church i guess you could say is that they were always one-sided i mean of course they can have your you're gonna have your own opinions and everything like that but sometimes there still needs to be to be that understanding of uh, if something is different from you you don't have to accept it, but at least try and understand why is it like that. I'm pretty sure church was what kind of started the whole cancel culture thing. Mm-hmm. Where if something didn't really necessarily follow what anything in the Bible said or what the church said, then they would be like, oh, this is terrible. We can't watch this or we can't read this or we can't listen to this because it's it's against God and all this other stuff. And... um. Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it. There were a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to watch or read growing up because my mom thought that it was all of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch anything on Cartoon Network. I wasn't allowed to watch or read Harry Potter. Uh, not that I would really want to now because I don't necessarily like J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's something. I love the concept behind Harry Potter, but I don't like the author. I remember um, I would watch SpongeBob a bunch as a kid lobster, but my dad absolutely hated it when I watched it. See, my dad never really cared as much. He would question why I would watch it, but he never really um, paid attention to necessarily what I was watching and... Um, he did. I don't really like my dad didn't really care as much but my mom was always like we can't um watch we can't watch Spongebob we, I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob I wasn't allowed to watch there were certain things even on Disney Channel there were certain things that I couldn't watch I would say Disney Channel was the one was the one channel I could 100% watch everything on. I would watch Clone Wars. I would watch Clone Wars when it came out around 2018 because my parents were fine with it because you know it's a Star Wars and everything like that. But of mm-hmm. course, I would say that they wouldn't want to spend as much time on, on Cartoon Network as well as Nickelodeon. I was not allowed to watch iCarly for the longest time because they thought I was really inappropriate. And I remember my dad he would always get upset when i would watch woods and swively place on disney channel because actually yeah that that was the one channel like that was the one thing i probably had trouble or at least they were upset by me watching on disney channel but of course i still watched it because i wasn't allowed to watch fairly odd parents specifically because of um what's the dude's name the the fairy dude cosmo because of the episode where he had the baby my mom hated that Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember. I'm trying to think about this. But yeah, my dad, whenever he saw the, whenever he saw the, was the way place, he hated it because it was it was wizardry and witchcraft and everything like that. And then he heard about the Harry Potter movies coming out, and he was very hesitant on it. But then one day, it was this is the chain. It was the philosopher's stone. I think it was the first one. The very Harry Potter movie. 
came on Disney Channel or something like that. And Dad and I decided to just watch it because why not? And then he became absolutely obsessed with the Harry Potter franchise. And then he just like kind of like forgot all about like the anti-witchcraft stuff like that. Yeah. Because like, and it's funny, I remember, I don't know when this was, but my sister, so my sister and I went to the same homeschool little thing that you go to once a week and then come home most of the week for homework stuff like that. She would always talk about how she would hear a bunch of a bunch of classmates talk talk shit about Harry Potter, about how if you watch it, you're a sinner and everything like that. And, and like, honestly, like, there's an okay. Like, here's another thing. Like, regardless for me personally of what actually happens in a work of fiction, it's not to the point where I'm gonna be. Bad, I'm not gonna get mad about it. But what happens? It's the part. It's the fact that you have to separate it from the real world as well as fiction because at some time I just saw Harry Potter as like a different world like an alternate reality sort of like a fun little story or a twist on the world and I never really saw it as anything serious and I feel like that's one of my big problems with the church is that they would always take films seriously and they would just act like this is what they're trying to put on our children and everything like that but at some time this is really just a work of fiction and a story that you can either enjoy or you don't enjoy yeah I always, like, didn't really necessarily understand, um, especially, like you said, how the church takes everything so seriously, because I do specifically remember, you know, like, going to, like, like those hypnotist shows or, like, those magic shows and stuff, like, at fairs and, mm -hmm. like, like yep. other events. I remember getting so excited because my dad had taken us to a hypnotist show, and, um... I remember talking to my mom about it, and suddenly she ended up having the pastor of the church uh, lecture me about how hypnotism is bad because you shouldn't let someone control you and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then later on, I did more research into it, and, you know, you can't actually be hypnotized if you don't want to be hypnotized. Yeah. There's no there's no way to possibly be hypnotized if you don't want to be hypnotized. So I never understood why my mom, like was so like oh that's evil because like you can control whether or not it happens and like it's ironic because at the same time there is the still talk of not wanting for someone to be controlled but in the mm -hmm. end you still are being controlled long term by a pastor's by a pastor's yeah. ideology yeah and of course like there are plenty of good pastors like the pastors at my church like or at least most of the, some of them well, they're actually amazing people. They're really nice. They're really nice people. They're not trying to push anything mm -hmm. on you. They just want to tell you a little story and what they learned from it. Meanwhile, I remember when I went to my ex's um, church, uh, basically, they blared their music so fucking loud to the point where it really felt like you would be like in a rock band concert or like a headbanger and stuff like that. And yeah. all of the kids would want to leave the place just because it would be so loud and yet... And yet they wouldn't ever do anything about it. Like it got to the point where even we would, like we were allowed to put in mail for like submissions and requests and stuff like that. We even talked mm -hmm. to them about their about turning their music down. And then the pastor even like had a, he had a whole segment about how we need to be able to play our music as loud as we possibly can. And if you're not going to be able to listen to it, then you're being disrespectful to us. See, that's the thing that I always hated about like going to like different churches and stuff. It's like they have so many different like. <laughs> And I want to say they're kind of skewed standpoints on things because, like, in one one church I went to, um, they said that, I forget exactly what was going on, but they had, like, this skewed standpoint on, like, going to uh, places like 
they said something about you couldn't go uh, roller skating or whatever, and I forget what their reasoning was, but apparently it was a sin to go roller skating. The fuck? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so, like, you go to, I've been to so many different churches, and I just never really felt like I belonged in any, any of them because, like, I didn't agree with what they were saying. And also, also, if you think about it, like, I mean, if you ask me if I'm religious, then my first thought is that you're asking me if I'm Christian and the answer is no, but I'm still like spiritual. And like, I never really like understood like, like with church, um, I didn't really agree with a lot of like the Bible things because the, to me, the Bible like really felt like the church wanted to control people rather than them actually caring about like spirituality and being connected with like god and whatnot mm. and um if you think about it the bible has been translated so many times that a lot of it is like misinterpreted in any ways yeah i agree completely so like not to mention that the original language of the bible is like I don't know how to explain it, but like basically the Bible's been translating, been translated so many times and ha had so many authors that it's really hard to tell whether or not it's fully 100% accurate. Yep. And that's what I hated about how like with church, like so many churches like relied on the Bible, but they would only take specific parts of it. But then whenever, you know, you would like do something, they'd be like, oh, the Bible says that that's wrong. And I'm just like, but you're only teaching from certain parts of the bible why is that so yeah absolutely for me personally i'm not gonna say that i'm not religious because again i've gone to church literally all my life i remember i remember ever since i was like from like the age of seven to 14 we would literally hop churches like fucking nomads we would go from one place to the other because we never really found a church that we belonged in or the past church that we were interested in and to be with my current church that led to me meeting alex and like mm -hmm. i want to say that i do have my own little experiences of faith they're rather personal to me i can explain some of them later on as the podcast goes but I, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to say I'm not religious at all. I guess you could, could say that I am Christian, maybe like a little bit of agnostic in a way. But at the same time, I still do have my faith, and I want to say that I have my own story with it. But at the same time, like it, it's like the way I've been raised with it is also the same thing that's kind of keeping me away from fully, being fully devoted to it. I guess you could say. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, and I agree with Lobster. The Bible says love thy enemy, and yet we see a lot of people deviate from that. Yeah, exactly. Like thing is, I remember. My ex, she is a huge homophobe, one of the biggest you probably ever meet. She would always judge them, damn them, say that they're never gonna end up anywhere good and anything like that. And yet, the thing is, like, regardless if you're a Christian or not, if you believe in the LGBTQIA plus community, it's not your job whether or not to try to judge them. It's your job to acknowledge their existence and share their love with them. With them, basically. Yeah. While we're on the topic of uh, homophobic people and whatnot, um, want to hear something funny that my church tried to say about uh, being in part of the LGBTQ community? No. You don't want to hear it? I'm joking. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so basically, um, in youth group, our pastor's wife um, 
we have like a whole like love, sex, and dating uh, thing that mm -hmm. we're going through and talking about. And she tried to tell us that the only way that you could get an STD was if you were in a gay relationship. So, yeah, that was, um... Okay, actually, you know, I can explain that. I'm not saying she's right, but I can understand the thought process because... I'm crazy for this. I heard this from an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> this was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Um, this was a flashback episode for Dr. Grey's mom. Back when there was the... Back when those... I believe AIDS was called Grits, I think? Something like that? Basically, this was around, like, maybe, like the 70s. Or 70s or 80s, something like that. But the STD AIDS, or at least the majority of the STDs, they mm -hmm. they weren't found in heterosexual people. They were mostly found in gay communities. I'm not saying that uh, it was spread by gay people, but I'm saying that the belief was that it came from being gay because people only found sources of it in the LGBT community. Yeah. Well, what she was trying to say was that, um, like... Because obviously there are people that are bisexual and stuff like that. So like what she was trying to say was um, that it didn't matter if you had pre like if it didn't matter if you were having like uh, if you were like having sex with someone that was a the opposite gender or whatever. Like you like she was trying to say that like whether how do I explain it? Basically, she was saying that if you're in a straight relationship whether that person like had sex with another person of the same gender or not like you can't get the std unless it's gay sex mm -hmm. and like that's what i didn't believe to be scientifically accurate yeah and that's one thing that kind of made me mad about the church in general is because a lot of a lot of people in the church don't want to follow the science Yeah, like, it's so weird how people are always talking about how they say that Jesus would never do this, Jesus would never do this. When at the same time, Jesus was literally a guy who sat with criminals, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not to say that he supported their actions or anything like that, but it's the fact that he supports them as human beings. He's not going to look at your actions. He's going to look at you as a person and simply say that you are a person, therefore I will, I'm willing to share my existence with you and show my love to you at the same time. Yeah. Um, I will say that there was one pastor that I had that um, he was really good about kind of representing uh, Jesus the way that I felt like Jesus should be represented in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people wanted to um, kind of like uh brush over the fact that jesus hung out with criminals and the pastor that the one pastor that i did like would always talk about how people thought that jesus himself was an alcoholic because of the fact that he hung out with people who were alcoholics and um i thought it was really cool that like he would talk about stuff like that because like i guess like inclusion maybe mm -hmm. But then he ended up stepping down from the church, and I 
stopped going to church after that. I'm trying to think. Yeah. And like, you know, it's interesting with like churches and everything like that, because like yeah, my dad went to Bible college and that's actually funny enough. That's how he met my mom and my grandfather, Lone and George the first. He founded a church series in India. I sure it was in wait, it was in India or was it Bahrain? It was either in a Middle Eastern country or it was in India. I don't exactly remember, but funny enough, he actually got an award for his church for him. And like, it's interesting thinking about how people are going to be raised to do. People are going to basically going to be raised to believe certain things. You can call it indoctrination if you want to, but people are going to be taught taught to believe certain things, and that's going to end up. Uh, that's basically going to end up with that person thinking that that is absolutely right, without them realizing that maybe they're not exactly right. But regardless if it's right or not, they need to know. We need to know if people can have their own perspective on things to begin with. Yeah, and then like once, like I mean, as you're growing up, you're basically kind of stuck in the mindset that your household is in. Mm -hmm. Um. But then once you get out into the real world and you experience life for yourself, I feel like that makes it easier for people to kind of figure out their own path. And that's how I figured out my own path. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are the people who don't really actually end up getting out into the real world because their parents kind of uh, help them along. Yeah. Um, and they kind of stay stuck in that mindset mm. and you know that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing depending on how you look at it mm. but i don't know all i can say is that i'm grateful that i got the chance to figure out life for myself yeah same here Because like it's interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on top. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make this topic for another stream. But like, yeah. basically, how I, I'm gonna this is like a basic summary. But how I was raised, basically, it's funny. If you read about this on my Twitter page, because it's my pinned tweet, you can understand it. But you know, as you know, I don't have a Twitter account anymore. So fuck me. <laughs> um, Wait, did it get deleted? I think so. Well, actually, I think I think I can look at it myself, but I don't know if other people can look at it. Oof. I know I couldn't tag you earlier, so... <laughs> yeah, you're good. But yeah, basically, it's a long story, but the summarization is that uh, I was basically raised as a second-class citizen in my family where everyone else was first-class, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where literally everybody else's needs were way more important than mine. And it got to the point where I developed a, a belief that uh, I shouldn't complain about anything because if I do, I'm going to get in trouble because everybody else has more value than I do. At least that was my belief as a kid growing up. Yeah. Lobster, I missed my Twitter account, damn it. It was good for me. Not really, but I miss it, okay? Twitter's never good for anyone. It's not. But I understand. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's a shithole, but it was my shithole, okay? Yeah. But yeah, uh... like... And it's interesting for me because... Basically, my ex again. I'm gonna explain all this later, but my ex basically helped me out of this situation with my with my family because 
she basically saw that I wasn't ever getting as much respect as everybody else was. And she basically opened my eyes to that. And I under, and I started to understand that things aren't fair for me, but they're fair for everyone else. And because of that, I guess you could call it almost like an awakening, an awakening in a way to where I realized that I as a person matter. My life matters, even though for my entire life, it never did. Yeah. And that's what we we're talking about before, because the thing is like nobody's ever gonna know something unless they're actually thrown into a situation to where they might have a chance to change. Yeah. Be otherwise typically they're otherwise they're going to believe uh, what their parents and environment have taught them. Yeah. Because like it's the same deal with my ex. Like she was raised she was raised by a copper step a copper stepdad as well as super religious parents as well as super religious parents and family so at some time yeah. i'm sure you can figure out where that's going to end up as on the political as well as as the on the political spectrum as well as much of other things and like and stuff like that yeah definitely but of course she did help me out because i learned to become my own person but of course eventually it led to where it led to where I need to break off from her because that part of, of my relationship is ending up to be the same thing as before me learning to believe something that I shouldn't be believing in, but it's just because it's my environment telling me, telling me to do this stuff. Yeah. Lobster well, says, like the, huh? Lobster says, shout out to my hardcore homophobic grandparents. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes people, you know, they enter your life and they are there to teach you lessons, but they're not necessarily there to be permanent. Mm-hmm. that's how i always look at it because there have definitely been a lot of people who have come in and out of my life and i you know i could hold a lot of hatred for them or i could be grateful for the lessons that the those relationships taught me mm-hmm. i mean i do i still do kind of like hold hatred for some of them but at the same time i kind of also try to look at it from a different perspective yeah forgot to tell my friend that we were doing the podcast tonight oh gee thanks <laughs> that's all right that's fine first thing is like again this is all gonna be recorded so once it's done i'm going to submit this to spotify as well as soundcloud and youtube and wherever podcasts can go sweet yeah do soundcloud rap. I'm, I'm not a fucking rapper man come on i got a, i got fucking stutter issues you think i could be a fucking rapper I cannot rap for the life of me. I can like rap existing songs, but I could never be a rapper like on my own. Lobster, if I tried to do scat bad, my my tongue would literally trip on itself. Okay, that's what happens when I try and talk for too long, which is why I was a little worried about this podcast. But so far, it's working out for me. Yeah, I stutter a lot, and I also mix up words a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm very awkward, so whoever listens to this podcast is just gonna be in for awkwardness <laughs> yeah like interesting you saying that lobster i remember so basically i'm gonna be completely honest i had a very verbally abusive dad growing up to where mm-hmm. he taught me that perfection is key and whenever i wasn't perfect he would yell at me making sure that i it's like this is dramatic it's gonna sound dramatic but this is basically what he meant this is basically what he 
I guess this wasn't his intention, but this is what he did. It's like, in a way, he basically lived a life where he n knew for a fact that he didn't need to make sure that my that I knew that my life wasn't exactly worth it, I guess you could say. Because whenever I wasn't perfect, he would feel the need to remind me that uh, I'm not good enough and that I need to be better than myself. Otherwise, I'm not going to be worth shit. Yeah. And it got to the point where I literally had the worst stutter issue you've ever seen. And to this day, it still affects me because, like, I'll be talking to, like, a regular person at work, someone that I'm friends with. And when I try and talk, my words got mixed up. Like, uh, for example, Lapis says, shout out to my hardcore homophobic grandparents. I'll say shout out to my grandparents' hardcore homophobic shout out. I guess you could say my words get mixed up. The grammar exactly, like, not exactly sensical. This is the point where people could understand what I was saying, but they could tell for a fact that I was having some sort of incident with my words. I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, I would stumble over my words a lot because I didn't have enough confidence, uh, basically because of my family situation. Mm -hmm. um and i would stutter a lot so like a lot of times i would just kind of like be the quiet one who wouldn't really like talk a lot because Retweet. i would end up getting uh i'd end up getting made fun of for stuttering or for forgetting what i was trying to say in the middle of a sentence mm -hmm. or losing my train of thought or just you know in general stumbling over my words yep. um and that was a product of also my parents kind of making me feel like I had to be perfect or else I was nothing. Yep. Same here. Which is really hard when you're technically the youngest, but you have a twin, so you're still <laughs> not really like... <laughs> Same here. Like, two I minutes. have so many... <laughs> Fucking two minutes. <laughs> you're, wait, you're two minutes apart too? What, you were, you're two minutes apart? I didn't know that. Me and my sister are also two minutes apart because my mom had a C-section. Yeah, same here. Same as a bitch. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, I have, technically speaking, if you count my step-siblings, I have five older sisters. Or five sisters. Four older sisters. Um, mm -hmm. Me and my twin are two minutes apart. I can't say that I'm for sure the youngest because my sister was born after me, but we're twins, so mm -hmm. like we're both kind of the youngest. Wait, are you two minutes older? Yeah. Okay, I'm two minutes younger. Whenever she um, was in California for a while and I was on the East Coast, I would uh, flex on her that I was three hours and two minutes older than her. <laughs> Even though that's definitely not the case. Yeah. That's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. I remember growing up, so I got a lot of issues with my sister, but at the same time, though, what she did, how she how she basically raised me was her best because, again, she was just a kid at the time, and, like, she was basically, she got the perfection apart from my dad, but it's, it's a mixture of her being raised as well as just her being my dad's daughter, you know what I mean? So, basically, again, she was, she was the older sibling, of course, by two minutes, but around the time my parents divorced, she basically knew that uh, her parents are too dysfunctional right now to actually take care of children so she basically took care of me on her own basically yeah i got to the point where she would make me lunch breakfast and dinner she would tell me to do stuff remind me to do things and stuff like that but it got to the point to where whenever she would be taking care of me 
it would be more less of taking care of me, more of telling me what to do, I guess you could say. Understandable. My older sisters were also kind of like that. Mm -hmm. But it was more so the older of the two of my blood-related sisters would be like the bossy one and tell us like what we needed to do and stuff, and then the other one would just kind of ignore us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that you might have met um, Julia because she's she's the younger of the two of my older sisters, and she's been to I think one of the camps Julia. that we went to. She was super. Sorry, tall Lobster, you're gonna be third. You're gonna be the third guest. Actually, you're too slow, bud. She was super tall. She had dark hair, and during I think oh, we yeah, were playing yeah, her... some sort of manhunt game, I remember. she was hiding in a dumpster. She was in the military, right? Yeah, she she joined the National Guard. Yeah, yeah, I remember her now. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Her yeah her her Instagram username was like a bear Jew or something like that, right? Yeah, a bear Jew. Yeah, yeah, that was her. I remember her. We never talked personally, but yeah, I know about her. Yeah, she was a bully. Oh, really? <laughs> she she would always ignore us, or if she wasn't ignoring us, she was saying something patronizing toward us. Hmm. I mean, no disrespect to her or you. When I saw her, when I saw her, of course, I shouldn't be saying this a lot because it's kind of a judgment thing. But I kind of figured her to be like the social outcast type. Yeah, she she was also one of the awkward people. She's super smart though. She graduated a year early. Hey, well, my sister, she started Wake Tech uh, during her last year of high school. Nice. It was in dual enrollment. It was fucking sweat. <laughs> I could not. I wanted to graduate early, but I was not capable of graduating early. Mm. Just because, like, learning disabilities are hard. Yeah, there's some. I had to, I was one of those kids who was like the, the definite outcast because I drew attention in classes because I had to have like accommodations to where like, you know how like sometimes in math class you weren't allowed to use a calculator, but I was always like, I had to use a calculator. Um, and like, I drew attention to myself in a lot of ways because I either had to use a calculator or I had to use um, a, like, not a typewriter, it was like a word processor because I couldn't physically write notes very mm -hmm. well. I had to type them. So yeah, I, a lot of people hated me because I was allowed to have what looked like a computer to them but wasn't a computer in class. See, I needed a computer to type because ever since preschool, I've always had the worst handwriting. If you want me to write something that you're going to be able to read, I have to go as slow as possible. Otherwise, my hand's going to be all shaky and it's going to make all the letters look like chicken scratch. Like, obviously not the worst handwriting you've ever seen, but like, it would be ineligible to only me mostly. My, my handwriting is only uh, legible whenever I write in all caps. So I've developed um, handwriting that is specifically all caps. Mm. And I didn't develop that until basic training, though, because basic training was when I needed it, because that was the only way of communication, was writing letters. Gotcha. Yeah.
Someone is telling you to put deodorant on. Yes, because apparently I'm a sweat. <laughs> this is a common little theme that we have. Whenever we see that anybody's doing any sort of decently good at a game, we just call them a sweat, saying that they're a tryhard. Nice. Yes. I most definitely don't do that in games. <laughs> I'm usually the one that has to kind of be pulled around by everyone else because I don't know what I'm doing. You're the one getting carried. Yeah. Alex does not have Battlefront 2, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't have Battlefront 2 right now. All I've been playing is like Sea of Thieves because that's the only thing I really know how to play at this point. Um, growing up, I wasn't allowed to play video games, which is... Also, another story about my childhood, um, so now I'm trying to learn how to play video games as an adult. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, uh, Sea of Thieves for me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, Nintendo games. BT, you and I know for a fact that you kicked my ass in that private air shirt on match, okay? So you are the sweat, you're the carry, not me, okay? I think he means that he carries you. Yeah, I'm willing to believe that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, random fact. So, I remember, so, as, or so as a person, I am half Indian, half, uh, I'm half Indian, half white. And I always wondered what that white mix was, and if there ever was any sort of special bits in the Indian part. Because, and I remember when I was a kid, I would ask my Uncle Andy on my mom's side, he claimed that I was Scottish, German, Irish, and Polish. I know for a fact that I'm Polish, and I don't know about everything else, but it's the fact that nobody knows what the fuck I am, and I just want to know how much of a mixed bag I how much, much of a mixed bag I am. So I work I put in a couple I put in put in a bunch of extra hours at work this week. And I just got paid and now I'm going to I just ordered an ancestry kit where in 3D6. Always wanted to do one of those. Yes. So yeah, I've ordered an ancestry kit from 23andMe, and it'll be here in three to six days. And after that, I'm gonna spin it for fun, and then I'm gonna send it back to the lab, and then they're gonna find out what I am and how much of a mixed bag I am. I've always wanted to do both of those because one of my friends did the 23andMe thing, mm -hmm. and I've always been told like, like what I am, but like there's no way to know for sure if that's actually what I am. Yep. I know that I'm at least a little bit German just because like my dad's side of the family is predominantly German and like the last name comes from a German last name. It's just uh, Americanized. Um, because if they hadn't changed our last name whenever my ancestors came over here, then my last name would be Mueller. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. I have a my my family changed their last name because obviously they're not gonna get George from India. So I'm trying to remember what the last name was, but I keep I keep forgetting it. I I like to think I have it written down somewhere, and then I can never find it. Yeah. Um. So like, I want to get one of those tests to know all of what I am, but like the only thing I really know for certain is that there's at least a little bit of German in me, mm. and I'm obsessed with Germany. Like I have, I feel like very drawn to like the idea of like visiting Germany, even moving to Germany. I'm learning German. Okay, I think I found my, my family's last name used to be. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to spell this. 
Oh, okay, I was, I was looking at the meeting for it, but there's nothing, so I'll just go back to the old window. My last, my family's last name used to be Cambiel. C-A-M-B-I. And then sometimes L, I guess, depending on the translation. Um... I don't remember what it used to mean. I don't remember anything about it, but I just remember that they changed it. I don't... My dad had a whole meeting behind it, stuff like that. I don't remember what. Oh, interesting fact. According to my mom, I don't know how true this is, but according to my mom, um, on my mom's side of the family, we came from British royalty? Some sort of royalty in Europe? I just realized something. What? Mine technically is the same, but not exactly the way you might think. Oh. My dad or uncle claims that my ancestors were kidnappers and assassins, that we kidnapped a princess, and we married one of them. Okay, this is actually really weird because my mom claimed that um, we, we like came from like a princess, and that like somehow the princess ended up coming to America and um, like married a commoner. Hmm. That's what my mom said. So that's actually really weird because it's like similar stories. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Do you know about H3, H3 Productions? Uh, no. Or Ethan Klein? No, I do not. He's a YouTuber. He's a, he's a, comic, he's a pretty popular YouTuber. He took a uh, 23andMe test a while ago and guess what he is? What? He is literally 99% Ashkenazi Jewish. He's like nice. a, a complete 99%. It's crazy. I think the 1% was like a mixed European, something like that. That's so, so weird. Yeah. That's actually like really cool though. Yeah, lobster claims you were related to William Travis. Nice. My ex, she believed that her family was related to the Duck Dynasty family. I don't know how accurate that was. Oof. And I remember, actually, funny thing. I went to church. There was this one guy who actually was related to Blackbeard. He wasn't like Blackbeard at all. He was rather nice. Nice. You know, he went to camp. Yeah, he went to that camp that one day. I don't remember what his name was. He went to the camp that... He went to my first camp. I'm trying to remember what his name was, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's not ringing a bell. Trying to think. Um... Oh, wow, that's embarrassing. There's a hole in my. There's a hole in the airport. My shirt. You guys saw on the camp. I didn't know that was there. Huh. Oh, I didn't even notice anything. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you guys saw. That. I'm sorry for that. I had a hole in the airport of my shirt. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry about that. It's last time I stretched wearing this shirt. <laughs> Hi, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I'm trying to think. Wait. I murdered... Wait, what? General Lonin 66 murdered Shiny Alex the Sigil with a unicorn's horn. Oh. You're welcome. I mean, cool, I get a unicorn's horn. Yes, but it's now impaling you. Even better. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What topic were we on? Oh, yeah, like, ancestry and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. like... <clears throat> but yeah, like, it's always interesting because the thing is, like, I know for a fact that I'm a mixed person. I just want to know how exactly mixed I am. What type of, what type of concoction am I, you know? Because I'm willing to bet that... I'm 100% caucus. 
Because <laughs> I'm willing to bet that I'm not that my ending half is not completely 59%. I'm willing to bet there's some sort of Southeast Asian bit in there somewhere, maybe. Maybe. That would we be will cool. see. Yeah, will we? Or I got like a 1% Filipino. <laughs> yeah. For some weird reason, there were a lot of Filipinos at my old church. Mm hmm. I remember this one church that I went to. It was called Higher Call Christian Church. It was a really nice place. Although eventually, I don't know how exactly it happened. This is my dad's. This is what my dad told me. But apparently, apparently the place had had a bit of a falling out to where it split up into a bunch of different churches. Oof. Yep. I don't remember what what exactly it was, but yeah, that apparently happened to it. I remember. I got a couple memories from that place. One memory is that uh, I would go to church with this one friend and we would do nothing but read Spider-Man comics during the main sermons. And uh, I remember I, I saw Garfield there. That was an interesting movie. It was cinema, as Martin Scorsese would say. Uh, what else do I remember? Yeah, I remember my... Cause my, remember my cousin, who was just born around the time she was dedicated to the Lord at church. And I don't remember much out, much stuff, out, much more stuff out of that. But yeah, that's basically most of what I remember. There was this one guy named Mr. Nick. He's an old man now, but funny enough, when I met him though, it's interesting. Like, I guess it's just my perspective, but he looked like a really young guy, except he had pure white hair because he actually was that age. Oh. And I remember, I remember, my mom took me to this one church. Funny enough, she used to be at this one church that was like for hosting weddings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, if you go, we went to there like three years ago. We went downstairs uh, to that same building and Mr. Nick was having a church there. Funny enough. Funny how that worked out. Yeah. I know that the church that I, that my dad used to go to that he was a part of for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh ended up kind of having a little bit of a falling out they still exist but um a good few of the members have left and gone to different churches because the pastor left because people some people were some of the older people were having problems with the pastor because older people are kind of set in their way and the pastor was more of a modern i guess like younger pastor mm -hmm. um and a lot of them didn't really like the way he was teaching mm -hmm. um so they ended up like he ended up kind of being forced to step down because of how bad things were getting <laughs> um which that was when i stopped going um because i really did like he was the only pastor that i actually enjoyed mm -hmm. listening to so now i am on my own following my own path into something completely different <laughs> well good for you Hashtag did i ever tell you what happened to nick and brian's family at church no so uh their dad he was that's your dad he was a pastor there uh -huh. and i don't know exactly how this works this is what my memory is although i want to see me it's like uh, not like this Apparently they didn't do so well in like sales or numbers or something like that. So apparently they were asked to like step down from the church, and uh, apparently it was like really bad, but like also like kind of cold hearted and stuff like that. And then they ended up founding their own church in Fayetteville. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember I would go there a bunch. Uh, and interestingly enough, but it's funny, it was a church and a cafe, and Nick, he would work there. He would work there every other day that they weren't doing church there. Yeah. Good coffee, though. Definitely good coffee. I love making coffee. Mm -hmm. I will say, my two favorite jobs so far were also, like, not good. I didn't like working there, but I also loved working there. I worked at Dunkin' and Starbucks because coffee. Mm -hmm. And I loved the coffee part, but I hated everything else. <laughs> yes, people, fun fact. Uh, Alex here is a former Starbucks barista and knows a decent amount about coffee. Oh, yeah. I love, love coffee and tea. I love both. I am mm -hmm. your basic white bitch, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I remember this one time. So, I have a coworker. His name is Evan at work. And I'm just going to completely honest. He doesn't mind talking about the fact that if he has too much coffee, he's going to have to aggressively shit later. He goes into detail about it, and I <laughs> sometimes I appreciate it. Sometimes I'm a little weirded out about it, but he's he's a funny guy. He's nice. I will say, working at Starbucks has completely desensitized me to the fact that like it doesn't bother me when people talk about how coffee makes them shit. Mm -hmm. Um, because working at Starbucks, everybody there constantly has to. Not <laughs> <laughs> really. Because uh. everybody there relies on coffee. I mean, yeah. my. I never really worked morning shifts that much because I'm not a morning person. But when COVID started, um, the hours were reduced. And so I had to work morning shifts because we would close at like 2 or 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and so in order to keep my hours, I had to switch my availability. And basically, um, the morning shifts that I worked. I relied on what is called an undertow, mm -hmm. um, which is basically it's uh, the syrup and milk at the bottom of the cup. And the way that you pull the espresso shots, uh, it sits on top of the milk without mixing. And you're supposed to drink it really fast, similar to taking a shot, but you don't drink it all in one go. Okay. Um, and it's not it's not on the Starbucks menu. A lot of people at Starbucks don't actually know how to make it, but it's like a secret menu thing. Um, I would always make them whenever I worked, and I would like start my mornings with like three undertoes, <laughs> and that would be like two shots of espresso each. Wow. And then of course more caffeine throughout the day mm -hmm. to keep me going. My go-to order for Starbucks is a medium nitro cold brew with two pumps of caramel, one pump of hazelnut, and one shot of espresso. And yeah. I used to be able to order cream, but basically, I have a small dairy intolerance, but it doesn't ever act up unless they have something to trigger it, like for example, coffee. Let's say, for example, mm -hmm. if I have if I have coffee and cream or coffee and dairy, then I'm gonna be then I'm gonna get react get a reactant out of it. But if I just have just coffee or just cheese, then I'm gonna be completely fine if I have them separately. That's weird. Yeah. I honestly the only issue that I've ever had with coffee is that like it makes you have to shit, but mm. um, it's more so like I can't do like 
if I have a cup of coffee with like a lot of dairy in it, then I can't do like a lot of dairy like throughout the day after that. Mm -hmm. But I have to have some sort of dairy in my coffee. I can't just have black coffee. It bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't like how bitter it is. Like I. I don't like it being too sweet either. But I don't like super bitter coffee. The way I like my coffee is, I don't like it to be super sweet at all. But I also don't like it to be super bitter. But so. I have the two pumps of caramel as well as one hazelnut to where it's going to be like a really faint sweet to the point where it's more smooth. It's more of a texture thing that I appreciate rather than flavor, I guess, because it's really smooth. Talking about smooth, I will say blonde shots have changed my life because they're so much smoother than regular like medium or dark espresso shots. And they um, have more caffeine in them. I'm going to look at this blonde shot. Gonna put sunscreen. So like, blonde shots are the way to go. Every time I go to Starbucks, I always specify that I have to have blonde shots in my drink. My goal is to have like my whole like at home like Starbucks in my house eventually, mm -hmm. but better because <laughs> I'm better than Starbucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, know, where are you? Capture. I will say though, just to be clear, I am not promoting Starbucks because I don't like Starbucks, even mm -hmm. though it sounds like I do. So is this a blonde cafe they're talking about or is this a blonde shot? Um, there it's called blonde espresso. They, like there's different okay. types of like roasts for coffee. Um, you can find blonde regular coffee a lot easier than you can find blonde espresso. But I primarily just use espresso rather than coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see um. That. Yeah. Blonde co blonde coffee slash espresso typically has a smoother, lighter taste, but it has more caffeine in it as well. Oh, so, wait, so it's under toe. Okay, like that. Ah, I see that. That looks pretty. I like it. It's literally the best. I love making them. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. And then you'd like use like a um, bar spoon to separate the shots. You'd like have the shots fall onto the spoon mm -hmm. and then into the cup rather than uh, directly into the cup because that keeps it from mixing better. interesting i have an obsession i could talk about coffee all day i could talk about all the different flavors all the different weird concoctions i've come up with <laughs> um we would experiment a lot with things that we probably shouldn't have experimented with at starbucks because technically we weren't allowed to put any of the food items into frappuccinos but <laughs> we would do that a lot mm. oh i um, remember my sister got me into this. I used to be obsessed, and I mean absolutely obsessed with Bulletproof Coffee. Have you read Bulletproof Isn't Coffee? Isn't that the one where they would put uh, coconut oil into the coffee? Butter, actually. Yeah, okay, I've heard of that. You can do either or. You can either do butter or you can put coconut oil in it. Uh -huh. I have done that before, but I haven't done it in like a really long time. Yeah, same, because I can't have hot coffee anymore. But another thing is that 
if you get the right type of butter, or at least for me anyway, you don't need to add any cream or sugar or anything like that too, because to it because it already adds its own flavor. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, what I used to do is I would kind of like do my own like at home frappuccinos and I would put it I so I would make it with hot coffee and I would blend the hot coffee and the coconut oil together while it was still hot mm-hmm. and then I would um, add the ice to it after and blend that together and it would um, keep it from separating like you know how it starts to separate once you let it sit for too long mm-hmm. It would kind of like slow down the separation process too. Cause I okay. am a slow drinker whenever I drink things. I don't drink very fast unless I'm like super thirsty. God, I wish I was a slow drinker. Yeah. So with like frappuccinos and stuff, like mine would always like separate if I waited too long. If I get any sort of cold brew or any sort of sweet drink at all, something like that, you know, I will literally down that thing within like five minutes tops. See, that's how I am with, like, getting something that's iced, but when it comes to frappuccinos or hot drinks, I can't drink them fast at all. Like, I wish I could still have hot drinks, that way I actually could take my time with them, like you're saying. But I mm-hmm. can't have those anymore, so I'm stuck to cold cold coffee, but when I have it, I literally just, I literally drink the entire thing like it's one big shot. Wait, why can't you have hot coffee? If I have hot coffee, I will be occupied for a full day in an undisclosed location that you can, that I'm sure you can guess about. <laughs> Understandable. Thank you. Um. Yeah. No. I. My reasoning for not being able to have hot coffee is because, especially since it's starting to be hot outside, um, I actually get overheated really easily, and when I get overheated, I get sick, and it could lead to uh throwing up. Mm-hmm. for example oh yeah actually so, same here i'm serious when i say it i remember whenever my dad he had this bmw and the air conditioner in the back was absolute shit so whenever we were driving around the summer it would be so hot to where i literally felt like i was about to throw up just because of the heat yeah um funny story now that you mentioned that actually uh my first car my very first car was a jeep liberty that did not have ac in it and i got it um i got it in december of 2019 Mm -hmm. and um so like i got it like in the winter time so it didn't really bother me at the time that it didn't have ac but then when summertime hit um i was getting really overheated the windows wouldn't even work on the driver's side the driver's side window on both the front and back seat um they couldn't roll up or down Mm -hmm. and so i and also they would fall down so i had to have like i they were duct taped to (laughs) stay up Mm -hmm. um it looked it looked like a death trap it was a death trap um (laughs) but there was one time that i was going to pick up my friend because she was gonna go with me to the mall to get um because i had gotten a new job Mm -hmm. uh so she was going to go with me to the mall to get, like, a, the uniform thing for it. Yeah. Because they had, like, a uniform store at the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, And what happened was I was waiting outside in uh, my car waiting for her to be ready. And I don't entirely know exactly what was going on, but she was on the phone. And um, I was getting irritated and there was like a missed message like one of my messages to her didn't go through so she didn't see that i had asked if i could go inside her house and wait Mm. um 
And so I was over here like waiting for her, asked to go inside to wait since it was hot outside. And I was like starting to get sick. Yeah. Um, and like I was dry heaving and my friend has a huge phobia when it comes to vomit. Mm -hmm. um, if like, I think she's gotten a little bit better now, but like it used to be if you would even mention it, she would get really like freaked out by it. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, and I, she had told me before of like how like she like like if you even like if you vomited around her she would like wouldn't be able to be your friend and stuff so it scared me Thanks. so i got mad and i was like okay i'm going home because like i didn't want to like lose her as a friend just because i vomited because she wouldn't let me inside oh, that's crazy. um so yeah that happened but it's all good we're friends <laughs> we're <laughs> friends good. now that's good <laughs> but yeah i get sick whenever i get overheated that's one of the reasons why i don't live in south carolina anymore mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't handle the heat at all. Which, funny enough, that's yeah. that's one of the things that got me the job at Harris Studio in the first place because the store manager who doesn't work there anymore, she asked me in the interview, can you handle the cold? And I said, I prefer the cold. Yeah. And funny enough, that meant working in a negative 10 degrees or stacking ice. See, I get really cold really easily, but I'd rather be cold than, I, than hot. Yes. If I get hot, like, I get really irritated and, like, I honestly do get pretty bitchy when i'm hot like it's weird for me because the thing is like because i've developed such a uh, tolerance to the cold sometimes when it even snows i will literally sweat which i am disturbed at it oof that doesn't happen around here it gets really really cold up here mm -hmm. yeah i remember you telling me about that it's like negative 20 sometimes is that right it has been it, i don't think it got that far well it might have gotten close to that um but i don't think it got I remember you saying something like that last time it was cold where you were. It was very cold. Um, but it has gotten worse. Like, I just moved here. Like, this is the first uh, winter that I've experienced up here. But my roommate was telling me about how either the winter before or one of the winters that he'd experienced uh, was, like, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, wow, I can't imagine it being worse than it already is. Like, I'm just remembering California and Florida. Little sweat fest. Might as well, I might as well, I should have brought a bucket, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That shit's hot. Not in the good way, trust me. <laughs> um, I visited Florida in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Like, peak summertime. And I hated it. A lot. It was right before, it was the summer before I had enlisted in um, the army. Mm -hmm. And it was so hot that I couldn't really enjoy myself the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I will never go to Florida again <laughs> in the summertime if I can help it. I would r much rather prefer sticking to northern states during summertime. Yeah, it's a shame that all the fun places are in Florida in florida man. yeah or any other like southern state well i will say like new york and stuff but mm -hmm. i don't know i'm going to um south carolina mm -hmm. uh, in a couple of months and i am not excited about the heat and humidity but i'm excited about everything else <laughs>
So, you know the Florida man meme, right? Yes, I do. So, there's this Twitter account called Florida Man where they'll just randomly post, like, news articles that a man from Florida has done. And you're stopping, okay? Yeah. Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw a giant radar penis. Oof. Have you yeah. ever done that thing where, um, you would, like, look at the Florida man, or you would look up your birthday and see what, um, what Florida man memes would, uh, show up for your birthday? No, I haven't. Let me take a look at this. Because I would look up, uh, you'd, like, look up Florida man and then your birthday. And I did that for mine, and mine was Florida man gets, uh, arrested for assaulting his roommate with a pizza or something. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Something about assaulting someone with a pizza. I found something for December 26th, which is my birthday. Florida man worried about vampires intentionally burned down his home. Oof. That's interesting. Very interesting. My birthday is in four days. Okay, here's another thing for December 26th. Florida man arrested after punching an ATM for giving him too much money. What? Yeah. Why would he be mad about too much money? <laughs> well, I would take One of the top comments is, he's spelling the Mario, checking if there's any more coins in that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, some people, man. Some people. Rightfully understandable, though. Yeah, we not, the, not the not wanting the more money part, but like the Mario checking for more. Yes. Okay, so we can wrap up in about like seven minutes, and then I'm gonna host Fallacy after that. He's a good friend of mine. Sweet. Yeah, I'll be there for the first episode. Pretty cool. Currently, uh, messing around with a cord thing, but um. I feel like we talked about a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, honestly, it's interesting to think about we have a lot of ways we can go with this podcast if we wanted to. Yeah, there's a lot that we could talk about. Mm -hmm. It's interesting and also uh, slightly nerve-wracking. Fuck you, Danny. Get out of here. For context, Alex, Danny is the guy I told. Danny is the guy who started the Twitter thread that got me reported. Uh, Say hi, Danny. Hello. How you doing, Danny? Uh, you missed a, you missed a bit of the Twitter talk, but as you can see, my Twitter logo, my Twitter bios are kind of crossed out. If if you can see right there. Yeah. And it's because of you. Okay, I blame you specifically, Danny. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Water under the bridge. Well, see, the difference. That well, I mean, what you told me about it was the difference is that you actually tagged him. I didn't tag him. I replied to his tweet. Still, it had his handle in it. Yeah, I know. I know. So therefore, I feel like that's what the difference was: was that it actually like had his handle in your tweet. <laughs> Still, I blame. I'm gonna why. blame you regardless, Danny. Okay, no offense. You and I know right. I'm gonna blame you too. Yeah. <laughs> He said, whoa, whoa, hi, but I didn't start anything. Hey, buddy. Oh, you're good, Danny. You're good. Just mess, just fucking about. Like Lonan said, water under the bridge. Mostly. Yeah, but the mostly part. Mostly. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. It's good enough. 
Okay, so yeah, we're thinking we're gonna have Tech and Amelia stand. I'm trying to cancel. I'm me. not gonna lie. Whenever you said um, 5 p.m. on Sundays, I forgot that we were in t different time zones, and so I yeah, was like, "Yeah, that's why I put the EST next to it." Yeah, I, like I was really grateful that you put that in the um, Discord because I was like, I would not have uh, registered that, and then you would have probably been texting me like, "Hey, where are you?" Hey, CT, how you doing, buddy? To be fair, CT, I literally hired a guy to put my Twitter account on this fucking Twitch overlay, and now I don't even get to flex the Twitter account. I literally have to cross it out like it's a fucking meme. Yeah. Hey, CT. But yeah, so we're thinking the next podcast is probably going to be Saturday or Sunday again. You think that's good, Alex? Yeah. Okay, cool. Either or for me. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, CT. Big oof indeed. And you can blame, I know, right? Just get back <laughs> from dinner. Ah, oh, you missed a lot. You missed, you missed a lot, Lobster, but I promise you, we're going to get these places uploaded so you can listen to them whenever you want to. Like I said, we're going to get them on Spotify as well as SoundCloud and YouTube once I remember that. And also, I, yep. I feel like as we progress, we'll probably get more smoother. So, like, it's probably more worth listening to later on. Danny. <laughs> Danny, I want to say something, but I'm probably just going to get reported again, so I'm not even going to say it, okay? I'm not going to say shit with you, okay? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like a group with Alex, once we get this thing hammered out, we're going to be a lot more structured about it. We're going to try and hammer down on one topic specifically. And yeah, Lobster, I'll get to, I'll get to, I'll get to that. I'll get to that after. I'm going to take a break for a bit, get some to eat, get some water and stuff like that. And I'm going to restart the stream on Battlefront to BC for a bit. And, but yeah. Yeah, Alex, you said Saturday or Sunday works, right? Yeah, um, Sundays would probably work better, but either or is pretty flexible for me. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, you let me. You can be updated because uh, either of those are completely free for me. Okay, so whatever you're good for you with. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so. We got two minutes left on the podcast. We're going to host a Mr. Fallacy Skirt. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for quite a long time on Twitch. Followed him for three years now. If you guys are in the chat right now, I would absolutely love it if you guys give him a follow and stuff like that. I'd absolutely appreciate that because, again, he's a good friend of mine. He deserves the support. And, again, he's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Alex, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for helping me start a podcast. And I appreciate you being here. Hey, nada. Okay, gonna give us a little send off here with the ending screen. Let me go and open up Fallacy's channel. Mute his video player in case an ad plays. Uh, ad pops up. <laughs> Gameplay on podcast. And, and BT, you know for a fact that I can't even stream Battlefront 2 just because I'm gonna get stream sniped. All right, guys, you take care. I will see you on the next stream. Goodbye. Yeah. Ima, 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 ima.